Hello everyone, I'm an omnivert. I'm an extremely adaptable being. I can adjust my behavior, my communication styles to fit any social situation I find myself in. I am a versatile person. I am skilled at switching between introversion and extroversion, allowing myself to connect with people from all walks of life. I can be called all an all-rounder personality. I have a strong sense of self-confidence. Confidence in me can be influenced by my high level of extroversion, but it is not solely determined by it. My versatility, my adaptable trait, and my strong sense of self-assurance contribute to my overall confidence, which makes me highly likable and successful in both my personal and my professional relationships. I am an empathetic being. I often have empathy because I have both introverted and extroverted traits. I can understand and relate to others on a deeper level as I can put myself in others' shoes and I view situations from multiple perspectives. I am a naturally curious person. Curiosity is often considered a unique trait of mine because I am naturally curious about the people around me. This helps me enjoy exploring new experiences as people and places. I am open I, I am an open-minded person because I always try to consider different perspectives and ideas. I am open for new ideas and perspectives which which allows me to see situations from different points of view. I have amazing problem-solving skills. I tend to have strong problem-solving skills because I can approach challenges from different perspectives. It's important to remember that these are general characteristics and not every omnivert will exhibit all of them. Except me, I do exhibit all of them. Nevertheless, these qualities make me unique and valuable in a variety of social and professional settings. And I can say this, you can have all these traits and be extroverted. You can have all these traits and be introverted as well. You can have all these traits and be ambiverted. That's true too. So I'm an ambivert. I am not completely an introvert or extrovert. A typical introvert generally needs a significant amount of time alone to feel recharged. Um, a typical extrovert prefers being around others to achieve the same effect. But an ambivert like me, I may find that I can be energized by being alone or being with others, or I may notice that different situations call for different methods of recharging. I like both individual and group projects. I generally prefer a mix of individual and group projects at work and school. I do well finishing things independently and can be a self-starter when needed. But simultaneously, I value the input of interacting with a team and I can appreciate the collective efforts associated with problem solving. I need for alone time, my need for alone time fluctuates. As an ambivert, I tend to like alone time, but I may be more flexible in approaching it. And if for some reason my alone time gets interrupted, such an obstacle may not feel as bothersome as it would for a typical introvert. At the same time, I generally spend significant chunks of time with others without feeling depleted. I sometimes enjoy the spotlight. I don't inherently loathe being at the center of attention. However, 
I don't want to be in the spotlight all the time. I also don't mind taking a more observant role when the social situation demands it. In most cases, I tend to be fairly flexible in various social settings. People have different perceptions of me. Some people may find me highly sociable and engaged, whereas others might perceive me as more guarded or withdrawn. This speaks to the spectrum of introverted and extroverted traits that I possess. Even though all parts are authentically mine, I may feel like I... I may feel like I change based on the situation. I have different kinds of friends. I enjoy being social and I have a decent mix of introverted, extroverted, and ambivert friends. I might find that having this kind of support system energizes me in a balanced way, well-balanced way. I also have some friends that I'm very close to and I have some friends who feel like good acquaintances of mine. I enjoy being creative. Like introverts, I am often, I as an ambivert, I am often creative and introspective. During my alone time, I might value engaging in my hobbies and I may also be highly artistic. Depending on my mood, I may share my creative endeavors with others and I may enjoy them privately on my own. I enjoy pursuing my passions alone and with others. I tend to be flexible in how I spend my free time. If, for example, I plan on hiking with a friend, I might be disappointed if they cancel, but I probably still feel comfortable going out on my own. The opposite may also be true. I might plan to go hike alone, but I welcome the company if the opportunity presents itself. I relate to being an outgoing introvert or reserved extrovert. As an ambivert, I may lean toward being an outgoing introvert. This is where I enjoy socializing with others, but I generally value alone time to recharge. As an ambivert, I can also be a more reserved extrovert. This is when I gain energy by spending time with others, but I don't outwardly present as life of the party, but my being the life of the party naturally happens on its own. Many introverts report that they dislike small talk because it feels inauthentic and draining. That's exactly how I feel. Extroverts, on the other hand, may be more receptive to these interactive moments as they can facilitate a sense of connection. I mean, I do small talk when it's appropriate. I'm just not a fan of it. I may not have a strong opinion on small talk. I recognize it's rolling down conversation, and I don't adamantly... Super like it or super dislike it. I'm not a fan of it. I do it when I need to, but if I can avoid small talk, I absolutely do. Um, now,
when it comes to sex, um, like I said in the previous episode, um, I prefer sexual friendships. Um, I'm open to friends with benefits of booty calls, which describe situations in which I have sex with someone I generally consider a true friend or someone I'm fairly close to. We are not an exclusive romantic relationship. They involve parties, myself and them. We may have a degree of emotional attachment, but do not want for a myriad of reasons to have strings attached. Um... Occasionally I have one night stands. A one night stand is a single sexual encounter between individuals, myself and them, where at least one of the parties have no immediate intention or expectation of establishing a longer term sexual romantic relationship. Um, I say occasional because that's not something I do habitually. Um, it could be a person who I'm really drawn to for all the right reasons. And at the same time, our schedule keeps us from physically meeting up again. Um, I'm a person who's open to doing swinging. Um, Swinging, sometimes called wife swapping, husband swapping, partner swapping, is a sexual activity in which both singles and partners in a committed relationship sexually engage with others for recreational purposes. Um, It fits parts of my personality. Swinging is a form of non-monogamy and and is in an open relationship. I choose a swinging lifestyle for a variety of reasons. I cite an increased quality and quantity of sex. I engage in swinging to have variety into my otherwise unconventional sex life and due to my healthy curiosity. I see swinging as a healthy outlet means to strengthen my relationships with the right people. I'm open to consensual non-monogamy, which is a relationship style in which all individuals within the relationship agree to not being monogamous and all individuals involved in the relationship are aware that it is not a monogamous relationship. Hmm, that's me. I'm open to monogamous. Monogamous is a term originally coined by Dan Savage who describes couples who are committed to each other and are generally monogamous but will allow for certain sexual exceptions to monogamy. For example, if one partner travels often for work, the couple may have an agreement that one night stands could occur if the partners are at least 100 miles apart. Another couple may have an agreement that they are allowed to make out with friends at parties. Another couple may describe themselves as monogamous because they're allowed to flirt with and attempt to seduce strangers occasionally. I'm open to that. I mean, hey, I mean, um, I love that kind of arrangement. 
because I'm a global icon public figure. I'm open to frequenting swingers clubs, lifestyles clubs, um, resorts and conventions for people like me. I'm open to um, being within an open relationship. Um, An open relationship is an intimate relationship that is sexually non-monogamous. Um, the term is distinct from polyamory in that it generally indicates a relationship where there's a primary emotional intimate relationship between two partners who grew to at least the possibility of sexual emotional intimacy with other people of relationships including the type of romantic relationship dating marriage etc that is open and open relationships is where one or more parties have permission to be romantically or sexually involved with people outside the relationship this is opposed to the traditionally close relationship where both parties agree on being with one another exclusively. The concept of open relationship has been recognized since the 1970s. Wow, that's definitely something I would love to do. And why am I non-monogamous? Let's see. I am non-monogamous by nature. I was born that way. Varying sex drive between partners, that is true for me. One partner realizing that that they're unable to fulfill the other's needs, that's true for me. One or both partners desiring more freedom, companionship, intellectual variety, a variety of sexual partners, getting ahead career-wise, maintaining relationships, that's true for me. Um, The enjoyment of the relationship energy, the state of heightened emotional and sexual receptivity and receptivity and excitement experienced during the formation of a new physical relationship that's true for me being able to meet other couples and non-monogamous persons with a similar outlook with whom the participants can connect with on an intellectual emotional level that's me distance when partners live in separate parts of the world for part or all the time that's me sex may be more pleasing the participants may engage more frequently than those in an average couple that's true for me um, a difference in merging between two people in a relationship, that's true for me. Liking another person but not wanting to end all relationship, that's true for me. So we discuss who geographically interpersonal, such as in the community, friends, family, etc. could be an additional partner, what type of physical limits are placed in that relationship, kissing, dating, other sexual activities, other sexual relationships will take place in a separate bedroom, playing premises, hotel, motel, home, other people's homes. So we agree to all those things. That's what makes us wonderful. Um... I mean, I'm open to group sex. 
Jericho Jerks, Daisy Chains, Gang Bangs vs. Gang Bangs, Three Simps, Three Ways, Master Trots, Force and Forwards, Double Penetration, Spin Training, Malcolm's Group, Sex, The Same Room, Sex, on the Soft, Swapping, Swinger Party, Gatherings, Orgies, Bunga Bunga Orgies, yeah, I'm up to all this stuff. Now I'm not gonna sex, I'm open to it, basically. I'm open to romantic friendships where we do everything that couples do, we're just not committed. And I'm open to casual dating. I like multiple partners at once and I want to avoid being tied down to one person. You know, we are single and want to take healthy advantage of it together. We love intimacy and we want to experience it with no strings attached. We want the benefits of relationship without all the bullshit. We find each other attractive. We just want to hook up. That's what we are. So basically, we're open to holding hands, cuddling, hugging, kissing, giving massages, bed sharing, sexual intercourse, sex expression. Um, being inside each other's personal space, caressing, sexual activity, and touching heads, massaging, caressing, cuddling, tickling, public displays of affection, eye contact. Wanting an easy, natural, stress-free relationship, the desire for increased closeness and intimacy, just sex, purely sexual, motiva- sexual motivation, becoming single and take healthy advantage of the opportunity, purposeful avoidance of exclusiveness slash romantic elements. So we want, so for me, my desires for friendship benefits relationships are just sex, emotional connection, relationships, simplicity, avoidance of a more serious relationship, wanting an FWDR. So for me, 
Wanna make sure I cover everything. to healthy anonymous sex which is a form of a healthy one night stand or healthy casual sex routine people have very little or no history with each other often engaging in sexual activity on the same day of our meeting usually never seeing each other again afterwards I would only do that on rare occasions you know I only do that with decent people that for some reason we can't meet up again also because it could be Distance being the enemy of proximity, that does happen. So I'm into I'm I'm into healthy hookups, healthy hooking up, healthy hookup culture for sure. Healthy sex without dating, healthy non relationship sex. I'm open to that. Um, Hook up apps, hook up websites, as long as they're safe, I'm open to it, but I prefer to uh, just go out and about and meet those right people. That is very true for me. Non-monogamy is not about having sex with anyone and everyone without any rules or boundaries. Non-monogamous relations require careful communication, boundary setting, safe for sex equipment, depending on what type of non-monogamous people are involved, and consent from all parties involved. Non-monogamy is not a solution for a relationship that is struggling or failing. Non-monogamy requires a strong foundation of trust, communication, and emotional maturity to work successfully. Non-monogamous relationships can be just as committed and loving as monogamous relationships. Non-monogamy is a choice that some people make to structure their relationships in a way that feels more authentic and fulfilling for them. So now you understand my ethical promiscuity. my ethical fornication. Um, We're into STI, STD prevention because we value safe sex, safer sex. Some monogamous people don't use birth control and some do depending upon what they have. But I use birth control each and every time and they do too. I'll conclude with talking about my bubbly self. So, friendliness is my way. I always have a smile ready to brighten any situation and for anybody to enjoy. 
I will find that I literally seem to bubble with friendliness no matter the situation or how I may be feeling. I find the humor in life. Laughing aloud, laughing aloud is a characteristic of mine. When most of us feel self-conscious when we laugh in public, I, the bubbly personality person, I will laugh loudly and without reservation in public. I feel real joy and mirth and I'm not afraid to express it. I enjoy the novelty of new people. Because I'm a bubbly person, I love meeting new people and learning all about them. I'm good at socializing, I'm friendly, and and my friendly and open nature draws people to me. Um, Some people call this my X factor and it's like a super power of mine, allowing me to connect instantly with anyone. I do become the center of attention. If you're an introvert, you probably cringe at the thought of actually wanting to be the center of attention, while I, as a bubbly person, usually end up as the life of the party and the point that others have, and the point that others revolve around. I don't always do so intentionally. Usually it's unpurposeful. It happens naturally. I, as a bubbly person, I am open enough that my energy draws people to me. I focus on the good in people. I will see the good in people. Instead of being critical or negative, I will tell you a good thing about anyone I meet, whether it's just that someone has a great smile that they have a fabulous job. Now, that doesn't mean I don't point out lovingly and appropriately red herrings, red flags, warning signs, and stranger danger. I'm just not the type of person that shreds people's humanity, irrationally speaking. I am not an energy vampire. I give energy instead of taking it. I'm always loyal to my close friends. Having a friend bad mouth me is terrible, but that's not something I need ever worry about when it comes to a bubbly personality friend such as myself. I display real loyalty to those who who are close to me instead of telling me about their friends' flaws they will highlight it. I will I will highlight how amazing a friend is. instead of yeah. Being loyal to people's endearing quality of mind, it will instantly give people trust in me. I laugh at myself in a world where people tend to take themselves very seriously. My being able to laugh at myself is a greatly appreciated skill. I practice seeing the funny in my flops, and I choose to laugh rather than cry. I cry sometimes, but I laugh most of the time. I'm quick to become excited. I am like little children that when I hear something, I become instantly excited and passionate. There's a raw innocence in my emotions, and when I share something with you, and when you share something with me, I instantly become excited about the idea or event. My unadulterated passion is powerful and is part of the magic of my being a bubbly personality person. I, I don't give a fuck what others think. I don't give a shit what others think. I don't give a damn what others think. I don't care what others think. My own inhibitions are often what hold us back from being truly bubbly and authentically joyful. That used to be me. No longer.
in hell is that going to happen? However, a bubbly personality like me, I express myself as being so comfortable on my skin that I don't care what others think. In fact, the notion of what will people say doesn't even occur to me. This creates spontaneity of mind and genuine happiness of mind, which is one of the sexy combinations I do possess. I don't filter myself. I wouldn't filter you I, I wouldn't filter spring water, right? So why filter my originality? At least that's possibly the reason behind my no filter personality, of course. Not filtering yourself could be a recipe for disaster if you're not truly likable. But because I'm truly likable, I am allowed to be fully simply me. I may let something slip that would have landed me in hot water, but I, but because I generally don't mean the harm, don't come across as being rude, meaning an asswipe, an asshole, a jackass. People tend to laugh off me as the unfiltered person because that they may have, that I may have dropped a rather dubious line. Hey, I am a person of kindness and generosity. I'm always kind and filled with generosity. If I have a plan, I will support. If you have a plan, I will support you to the hilt. I embrace my inner child. I'm naturally someone who likes fro- who likes to frolic, and I'll be very in touch with my inner child, which is where my magic and my playfulness comes from. I'm naturally empathic. I may seem to be all fizzy. I am naturally empathic too, and I can tell when I'm having an off day. It's just in me to care and try to lift your spirits. Like little gardeners, I water the plants that need some love and joy. Teasing and flirting and good faith are all in my arsenal, and I use these with wild abandon. Now you understand what makes me an old soul, what makes me a gentle soul, a generous soul. And extraordinary. I'm open to frequenting BDSM clubs to and BDSM dungeon places. I don't mind doing the glory hole on some occasions, like, I'm open to, like, cruising for sex, and not a desperation, I'm open to, like, gay bathhouses, bisexual bathhouses, gay beats, cottaging, um... about looking for sex potential sex partners I'm open to that
Healthy public sex, healthy private sex, so... And I'm open to frequenting masturbation clubs, too. I'm open to, you know, doing all these things in moderation. And, uh, you know, every now and then on rare occasions. And I would say the same thing for red light districts and brothels, too. And I never put myself in financial jeopardy, not even the ones I'm with. Most of my sex is free, very little is paid, but discounts either way. Everything I do is legal, decriminalized, in moderation. And every now and then, like I said, on rare occasions.